Welcome to Through Emma's Eyes, a Jenny McKinney production with your hosts, Jenny McKinney and Jill Best. We are here to bring you the stories that give us all hope as we look through the eyes of another. Emma Hell Smith was an extraordinary woman that inspired countless individuals, both in her time and even today. She is the inspiration behind the original musical Through Emma's Eyes, where we tell her story from her perspective. On this podcast, we will not only share her joys and sorrows, but also experiences of others that have walked both difficult and beautiful journeys to discover their divine purpose. I'm Jenny McKinney, writer and producer of Through Emma's Eyes, and with me is my dear friend Jill. How are you, Jill? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Excited to be here. We have a fun interview today. And before we introduce our very special guest, do you want to tell us a little bit about you so the audience gets to know you too? Absolutely. I'm a master transformational coach and an energy well-being practitioner in private practice myself and looking forward to again directing through Emma's eyes in the summer of 2023. It's going to be such a great time. I'm absolutely thrilled. And a huge part of making it happen is our awesome guest, Kimberly Jo Smith. She is the great, great granddaughter of Joseph and Emma Smith. The three of us have had some fun adventures together recently and um, including ice cream because we always need ice cream, right? And (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, now Jill and I may say Kim or Kimmy. I always call her Kimmy because we're we're pals. Professionally speaking, I think she's Kimberly Joe, right? (laughs) I don't know what you go with. I'm called many things. Most of them are nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Kimberly Joe, what do you want us to call you today for the purpose of this broadcast? Oh, you can call me Kimberly. Okay, Kimberly. So you are the author of Rising Hills and Sinking Valleys. Did I get that right? Uh-huh. And I absolutely yep. love that book. It's been a while since I read it. I need to read it again. And it's your own personal story, which is just phenomenal, um, about some of the, the things that you've gone through in your life to find joy and to find your divine purpose. Kimberly, tell us a little bit about you. I first want to say what a joy it is to be here and how I came into contact uh, with Jenny so many years ago uh, when she was getting ready to put this uh, play together. So I was born in Maryville, Tennessee, um, once upon a never mind. (laughs) And um, (laughs) and we moved around a lot because my my dad was just that way. And it exposed me, me to a lot of different cultures and uh, ways of life. So I, I try to look to the positive and appreciate those things. But um, within our family, we've, we've had a genetically a love of music and that was passed down uh, to us kids. And music's always been something huge in my life and writing. And so as a result, I've, uh, as you said, I've written a book, Rising Hills and Sinking Valleys about the four generations uh, down to me from Joseph and Emma, and um, that tells about why Emma stayed in Nauvoo and what divided the family, and then how I came into the church. Uh, I also have a book called A Martyr's Path, which is a collection of writings of verse that tells the lives of tells about the lives of Joseph and Emma. I am into so many things. I don't. I, I think I'm like my dad. 
I think God gives all of us so many gifts, it's hard to choose. Most people seem to have an, an easy time choosing, but I don't. <laughs> so I just do a lot of different things. I, I do photography. I, I write books. Um, I also teach special ed for fifth and sixth grade here in Missouri. And um, You make beautiful jewelry. I make jewelry. I once had someone ask me, is there anything you can't do? And I said, yeah, make money off what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, more than anything, I just love creating all of these things and lifting others with it. I think, I think I bring, would it be nice to make a lot of money doing what it, yeah. But I think I get more joy off of making people happy with it. And so, um, so yeah, that's just that's a little bit me. I got two kids, um, a son and a daughter. My son just got married a year and a half ago, and my daughter has a boyfriend. Yay! So, yeah. Yay! <laughs> They're cute. They're cute. Kids. I know. I yeah, love kids. it's fun to watch them find find happiness. Now it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't that? And for the single gentlemen that are listening, I have two very wonderful women here. <laughs> Kimberly, I first met you, you you won't know this, but you were doing a fireside, you and Brian were doing a fireside here in Caldwell, and it was for the stake out there, and it went through this town like wildfire that a descendant of Joseph and Emma was coming, and the whole story and everything, and I remember sitting in that fireside, which was a couple of years, I think, before we did the musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was such an inspiring fireside for me. And I fell in love with you and Brian right then. No, <laughs> uh, I was with a good friend of mine and I can remember right where we were sitting and the whole thing. So it had a huge impact on me. And I, and I want to thank you for the work that you do as you go out and do these firesides and bring the history and the beauty of, um, your posterity. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, it's something I, when we first started doing the firesides back in 2000, I, I knew right then that I, I would always be doing them on some kind of level. And I knew at some point Brian would probably get married and it would just me, be me. And he still does some of them with me. But yeah, it's because it's a message that never dies. So the overall message is the importance of, processing issues from the past or present and and getting them out of your midst and healing and uniting your family and just the importance of the important role of the atonement in that and how staying close to the savior and all things helps us do that so it's that's an a message that can't stop you know Uh, it's a beautiful message, and it definitely had an impact on me that day. I do remember that very well. Thank you. Yeah, it was shortly yeah. after that, well, I guess shortly a couple years later that um, we were doing a show in Idaho, and I think I just maybe emailed you or something, Kimberly, and mm. said, hey, you're in Utah right now, and we're not too much further away, and would you come see our show? And you and Brian drove up for it, and... I know Jill and I were absolutely thrilled to have you there on the front row. Um, we, I was nervous as all get out to have people in the <laughs> yeah, there was family. A lot of, there was a lot of buzz backstage knowing you were buzz. out there. And, I, and <laughs> I remember you came backstage and you, you and Brian just 
basically gave your well wishes to our cast and yeah. cheered them on. And I think that just helped us be able to tell the story in such a beautiful way, just being encouraged yeah. by you. I remember, but I have to tell you, you may not know this, that when I got your email, I was reading it and I was like, oh no, another one. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, That's we get so we get a lot of a lot of people saying, Hey, would you look at this? Hey, can you come and see this? And it just a lot of times it you know, in the beginning I, I would I just trust everybody. I love everybody. I just want to be everybody's friend. But there were a lot of things that were very strange and weird and out there. Um, that didn't have a good spirit with it. And I learned really quick to always pray for guidance. Because back then I was like, oh, I've been I've been invited. How sweet. <laughs> you know, without even praying about it. But, you know, so when, when I got yours, I was like, oh, another one. It's like, okay, Heavenly Father. <laughs> so I, I prayed um, a lot about... Uh, about the whole thing and it felt really good and you know I learned again it's always good to be guided by the spirit and all things whether or not we think it's going to be okay you know uh, it's For always sure. wise to use that check and balance system and I'm so glad I did because I know it, it, it was amazing I'm so glad you did too I I was just really excited to have you guys there and that was just where our friendship formed and it's interesting that to see how many times people that are important to me have been brought into my life because of Emma and Joseph. Hmm. They, they have brought so many beautiful people into my life and I just love that. And, and that another commonality we have is not just how we met and that we both love these wonderful people, these ancestors of yours, but that we both have a great love of music and that we both compose music and we sing hmm. and, and I love your music. It's, kind of folksy right is it it's folk music kind of sound to it how would you describe it um kind of folksy bluegrass gospel and that's that's from my tennessee roots a little bit of uh influence from from my cousin dolly that's right <laughs> that's right you and dolly part and our cousins that's awesome but it's yeah we we grew up with a lot of that around then my dad was in like the real in-depth bluegrass music and that was a huge influence as well. That's amazing. I love it. As you mentioned that you get a lot of invites to go to these musicals and, and whatnot, what was it about through Emma's eyes, you know, that really stood out to you? Um, you know, the history, the, what was it that, that, that impressed you to uh, enjoy the musical and, and feel the way you do about this one? There didn't seem to be, an agenda beyond trying to show the heart of who Emma was. There, there didn't seem to be an agenda at all, except trying to tell her story in a way that was balanced and not one-sided so that people could see through, through her eyes, you know, so that they, they were able to see why, how and why she was, she did the things that she did and made the choices that she did and, you know, tremendous strength that she had throughout that process. So it wasn't about, hey, we're doing this great thing and it's going to be big and huge. Well, one hopes that something like that would be, but it wasn't about that, it, you know, about 
how big can we make this? How much money can we make off this? It was about getting getting that story out there and doing it with song really made an impact on me. Songs done right (laughs) (laughs) with the right feel. And I, I know what it feels like to have that influence from the other side of someone wanting you to tell their story in their way and it coming out in music. I just felt like that's what this was going to be. And as I, as I prayed about it, that's, it was kind of confirmed that it would all be well. And it was. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Yes, it was quite an experience to be involved and, and to direct that. And I love the fact that it is a musical. Yeah. It is done through music. The story is told through music. And the inspiration that Jenny has received to even write this is just phenomenal. I, yeah. I totally admire the the work that she's able to do with such a beautiful heart and spirit thank you appreciate i agree with you and then kim you and brian joined us five years later for the tennessee production as well for the knoxville production so we had you twice for the show Mm -hmm. and what i remember the most about having you here we had i had made some changes and i had added in between the two productions between idaho and, and tennessee I had added stars over Nauvoo, which is Joseph yeah. and Emma basically saying their goodbyes to each other before he dies. Right. And then we had the funeral scene. And then that was where the intermission was then. The intermission's changed now, but I'll mm-hmm. tell you about that another time. But anyway, and I remember during intermission coming over to see how you and Brian reacted <laughs> to the changes and how you felt and everything. And you just sat there with your jaw. <laughs> dropped and you're just like uh that that and brian says what she said (laughs) (laughs) and i just thought okay if i've made kimberly joe smith speechless this is a good good thing (laughs) we're doing something right (laughs) yeah and of course this is um before it's way before the movie Emma's in Emma's footsteps came out, which I had never seen any kind of version of a production that showed how she died and what, Mm. you know, the vision that she had and the experience. Um, Your, your production was the first time I had ever seen, seen it reenacted. And so it, uh, it it was so beautiful, you know, and it just rang so true. And um, you know, as a as a descendant, it you have you have them in you, and you feel those feelings, you know. Uh, so when you're seeing something like that reenacted, you you go through those emotions, and it it was just overwhelming you know, in a, in a positive way. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that's why I was speechless. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. It's definitely been quite the journey. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your own mission. Now you mentioned firesides for those of you who um, are, are not familiar with the term fireside. That's just basically a program that's put together with uh, usually a main speaker, maybe some music's involved depending on who it is. Um, some people, they used to be called fireside chats back in the day. And so, um, members of our church, we just have met usually church building or someone's home and, 
Kim, Kimberly and her son will come sometimes and tell her story and share music. What has been your mission, do you feel like, in regards to, to telling Joseph and Emma's story? The main thing that I try to impress upon people when I speak is, I mean, the history is, is fun and amazing to talk about. Um, you know, why Emma stayed in Nauvoo. I, I think people need to have an idea of why she did stay. But um, but after that, it's it's all about the Savior and the atonement. It's all about how far the adversary will go to divide a family and the role of the atonement in trying to bring your family back together again. Traumas that we go through and the role of the atonement and how we process those things. Um, how we can be a united family even though we have disagreements and the role of the Savior in that. It always goes back to the Savior. Savior. It always does, which is what Joseph spent a lot of time teaching about. And so it's those core things. I, I just use our family as an example of how far the adversary will go to destroy a family. And I always tell people if we can get get through that and still be a family that's united, then any, anybody can. And that's the way it's been with our family. I think we've come, even though descendants of Joseph and Emma are in a lot of different churches, uh, they've come to a, a point where they're... Um, they may not agree with one another, but we're friends and we love one another. Some of them might think I'm going to hell. Well, that's okay. They're entitled to their opinion, <laughs> but, but they don't hate me, you know. And back in the day, that's what was going on. There was a lot of bitterness. No one was talking to one another. You, you didn't like certain cousins because they were in the wrong church and that that's not as bad as it was. And that's that's just it. I think if we get to a point where we're loving one another, which is one of those two great commandments, we're on a good road to being where we need to be, no matter what church we're in. You know, what matters is how we're treating one another. That's part of those first two great commandments and something we have to master before we can master anything else. One of the things I really push for is trying to get people in that mode to where they're able to have relationships, have a pure love of Christ for one another, and have that be steady. That is so beautiful and so needed in the world today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there are so many families uh, that are just torn apart by politics. By I mean, who knows what, but they're just yeah. torn apart. Yeah, po- politics, um, abuse. Lots of different things. And one of the things I've run into at my fireside is people coming up afterwards and talking to me and say, how am I supposed to, I think I can forgive my my father or whoever for what they did to me, but how am I supposed to love, you're telling me I have to love them. Yeah. And there's many people that don't have an understanding that you don't have to have a physical in-person relationship with with some of your family you don't get along with. You don't have to ever see them again if you don't want to. If that's a trigger for you or a problem or you feel threatened and you don't trust them, you don't have you just have to have a pure love of Christ for them. You can do that from a distance. Yeah. And I, I don't I just don't think people a lot of people don't understand that. And when I, I told this one gal that she goes, Oh my gosh, I never thought of it that way. She she had it in her mind, you have to have a relationship with your family. That means you have to go and see them. You can love them and still have boundaries. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it's it's important to be safe, but I also think it's important, like you have have talked about with your family, just because you have differences, different religions, different mm-hmm. beliefs, different whatever, that that doesn't need to divide you. Mm-mm. You know, abuse or the things that you're talking about. Absolutely. I am 100%. You don't need to have that in your life. Mm, But just differences of opinions to divide family. You know, how can we overcome those differences of opinions and allow each person to believe what they believe, but still have that same love and kindness and be able to be in the same room with them without wanting to, you know, to constantly declare your position. Right. Yeah. It's tough, but it's doable. It is doable. And you're a beautiful example of that. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being willing to bring that to the world. Absolutely. It's needed. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're all, we're all in this and in our own ways, we're, we're doing everything uh, that needs to be done to, to bring everything together. You know, yeah. everyone with their gifts and talents are just, we're busy. We're busy bees, all of us. Yeah. Well, and Emma was such a huge example of what she went through in that very same thing. Great example. I mean, what I learned the most from her is go and do, you know, no matter what happens, you know, if you're going to cry a lot, just don't cry for too long. Mm -hmm. You don't stop and cry for too long, but you're allowed to, Uh, but don't let it draw out into days and days because then you'll start getting buried by the darkness. Mm-hmm. But you're yeah. allowed to cry, and then you go, then you get up and you go and do, and you find a way to process it. And that, yeah. that means something different for everybody, you know. Very true. And she was a beautiful example of that. I, what she endured and kept going and going and going and served so many people and did so many great and wonderful things in the world with her life, uh, you know, amongst so much trial. Mm-hmm beautiful example of that i love hearing you tell stories and your connections to your ancestors i love spending time with you kimberly and man we could tell our own stories with each other all day long Mm -hmm. don't ask her about the time she was throwing cookies at my face (laughs) (laughs) do you remember that no, she's. I have no me. idea what you're talking about. <laughs> we have some great stories, but <laughs> um, but thank you so much, Kimberly Jo Smith, for joining us today and sharing about your love for Emma and Joseph Smith, your great great grandparents. What an honor it is to know you, and I imagine what a blessing it is in your life to come from them. I know they've made a huge difference in your life, and you are and we we would love to jill and i would love to have you back um for future interviews and and talk more about your own your own story and maybe sometime about your music more about your music and everything if you'd like to come back sure that'd be wonderful absolutely we are grateful you have given us this glimpse into how you have personally connected to emma and seen life a little more through her eyes Kimberly, for those who want to know more about you your writings your jewelry your music I have to keep saying jewelry because I have this gorgeous necklace from her. Anyway, but how, how can Me they, too. I, Me yes, too. Jill does too. How At they, least you say it right. Sometimes I say jewelry. Jewelry. Like jewelry. <laughs> jewelry. I'm getting into another religion there. 
<laughs> Sometimes I don't get the L in there. How I make jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So how can guests, how can our um, listeners get in touch with you if they want to know more about the things that you do, the work that you do? Okay. Um, I have a website, ldsgenerations.com. That has our music and book information. It also has a blog and also has a a page on history, some of the history of our family. I don't have, I've got the music on there and my books, but I don't have the jewelry on there yet. Jewelry on there. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's where they can find that information. Thank you. We'll have those links on our website as well. And I failed to mention that Kimberly is our historical advisor for our show that we are currently under production with this coming summer. And so she's been such a huge part of our team. We're grateful to her for that. Thank you to everyone who has joined us and listened in on this podcast today. We hope you've been inspired or touched in some way. To find out more about the musical Through Emma's Eyes, please visit our website at throughemmaseyes.com. We also appreciate your financial support. You can make a donation directly on the website. Just look up Through Emma's Eyes or Jenny McKinney Productions and it will come up. So that's it for this week. And thanks again to Kimberly Jo Smith. We will see you next time when we learn a little bit more about life through Emma's eyes. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.